All right. Welcome to the first episode of the Swing You Instructor Series. We at Sticks have teamed up with Swing You and are going to be traveling and chatting with the best coaches in the country. In this series, we'll be able to get to know each instructor at a personal level and also the methodology they take into their teaching. First up, we have Jason Bale, the Director of Instruction at Jupiter Hills Club in Tequesta, Florida. Jason and the rest of the team at Jupiter Hills Club are putting together the most comprehensive and cohesive team to allow their members to play their best golf. We dive into the club and much more in today's episode. I hope you all enjoy, but first, a brief ad read for our title sponsor, Swing You. Swing You Premium, the world's most comprehensive golf game improvement app with the industry's easiest to use on-course GPS, scorecard, strokes gained, and stat features. With the world's easiest to use strokes gain stat system, you'll receive a relative handicap for driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. Whether you're on the course or at home, premium subscribers get anytime, anywhere access to Swing U's massive on-demand library of lessons and drills from world-class golf instructors. Join Swing U Premium today and start shooting lower scores. Now let's get to the pod. Well, Jason, thank you for having us out to Jupiter Hills today. This is We were out here yesterday with Lance, and it was pretty amazing, and it, it's gotten better somehow since yesterday. So. I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we appreciate you coming out, especially a little bit under the weather today. You so. got it. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your family, because I know that, in your own words, that none of you have real jobs. <laughs> and I think that that's really interesting, if you could elaborate on that. Yeah, uh, I grew up with a uh, father who was a high school football and basketball coach for 40 years. Uh, my mother uh, started a uh, started teaching little girls to dance and uh, founded her uh, own dance studio. My sister is the director of dance there. Uh, my younger brothers are tennis professionals. So... Uh, we all got to kind of do what we love to do and coaching and teaching was part of that so I kind of grew up in that type of household and, um, and that type of environment so uh, you know being a golf coach and, and having that as your career uh, just seemed like the uh, right thing to do I remember I, I wanted to coach college basketball since I was eight years old and I thought that was 100% what I was going to do I found golf kind of late in high school and um, I remember sitting around uh, trying to decide what I was going to do for a living when I was in college. I was like, well, I can, I can go get a uh, graduate assistance job um, at a college and uh, start my process of, of, of being a college basketball coach. But uh, the money's going to be bad in the beginning and I'm going to move around a lot. And I said, okay, well, let me think about being a, a golf instructor. And I said, okay, I'll go get an assistant pro job somewhere. The hours are going to be bad. Um, the money's going to be bad in the beginning, and I'm going to move around a lot. So yeah. it was like uh, there were less uh, assistant golf pros being fired at the time than there were college basketball <laughs> coaches. So I figured I was safer going that route. Yeah, well, I think you made the the right decision. So far, so good. You had a couple of pretty cool spots. Got to go to Sea Island, where was in Richmond for, like you said, two tours. Yep. One at Kenlock, which is one of my favorite golf courses. 
But um, so it wasn't always golf. You it was it was mostly basketball in the beginning, yeah, was, and then you kind was, of fell into golf. Absolutely. Um, I grew up um, as a uh, as a wannabe uh, college player. Got to play a little bit uh, uh, through college, but I knew uh, from a talent level standpoint, coaching was going to be where I needed to be, whether it was golf or basketball. So I've always been a student of both games and uh, a student of coaching from that standpoint. So it was just a, a very easy transition into being a golf coach. Gotcha. And I like the you know you say golf coach not golf instructor absolutely and uh could you maybe elaborate on kind of the difference between those two well i think i think you know we go to a golf lesson you know how many lessons do i have today but uh you know mike krzyzewski is not bringing players to a basketball lesson he's he's practice and uh, and i think that's where we've got to kind of change some things in the way that we do things in, in in the golf side of it and so one of the things we're doing here at jupiter hills is trying to change that a little bit trying to change that environment trying to change that culture um from a fact that it's not just um i'm not your 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 golf coach for that hour that you're with me um i'm your golf coach all the time, yeah. you know, after a good round, after a bad round, preparing for a round, preparing for some big event, that type of thing. Um, we have that type of relationship with the tour players that we coach. Um, they know we're their coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that we're we're involved in every part of their game. We're involved with their agents. We're involved with their wives. You know, we, we're it's it's a it's a holistic type of environment when we're working with the tour players that we work with. But we want our members and the guests of Jupiter Hills to feel that same way. That we want it to be a coaching experience um it it, to be a growth experience all the way through yeah i I made this uh sort of analogy with lance yesterday but it's almost like there's this idea on tour of these guys show up with a mental coach a swing instructor a short game guy uh, a performance you know it's just they have their own little team and i feel like that's kind of what y'all are creating here by bringing in lance and brad and obviously yourself is Absolutely. that sort of the the vibe where where you're trying to take this? Absolutely. Um, you know, this was <clears throat> this is a little bit of an offshoot from my days at Sea Island uh, when Todd Anderson took over at Sea Island. Um, he was able to bring in Mike Shannon and Randy Myers and Dr. Mo, and they really created this environment where you could you could have a coach in any discipline to help you get better. Um, that was a resort environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to do a little bit of the same, but in a private club environment um, where our membership, you know, the members of Jupiter Hills are, are uh, high golf IQ members and uh, they know what the best of the best is. And we want to make sure we can provide that from a member experience. So um, I'm smart enough to know that, uh, that I need to hire people that are smarter than me. So that's why Brad's here. And that's why Lance is here is because they're smarter than I am. And can help me take this to the next level. And uh, I was very lucky when uh, when I got the um, uh, to come here and interview. Um, I didn't have to leave where I was at Belfair at the time. I enjoyed being in the Low Country, um, and I made up my mind that if I was going to come down here and talk to Jupiter Hills about uh, relocating and taking the job, that I would just kind of dream up my dream job. What did it look like? What did it feel like? What did I want my days to look like? And uh, all I did was sell them on my dream job. And so the cool thing is I get to come to work every day and uh, and just live my dream job. And part of that was I was going to you know build the best private clubs teaching and coaching staff in the country. Um, I didn't know at the time that would be Brad Fax and Lance Gill so far, but uh, yeah, we, we started off with a good foot. Up. Yeah, yeah. Trey and I were talking uh, yesterday after we left, and because he's a huge pine tree guy, loves pine trees, always wanted to be a member at Pine Tree. That's like his what he wants to do. And I was like, dude, 
I think you might have to rechange, re- uh, rethink your decisions here. I think this might be the perfect place to play golf. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good spot. Pine Tree's wonderful as well. But it is. I'm a little partial to Jupiter. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm, you're allowed to be. Um, transactional versus transformational coaching. That was uh, sort of a key that Lance brought up yesterday. And I just wanted to maybe have your your, your expl- explanation or your vision. And do you see that somewhat becoming the way that coaching is like done everywhere? Yeah, that's that's kind of part of what we want to do. Um, that was a uh, PGA type initiative a couple of years ago, and when it was brought up, it really hit me. Um, you know, there's this this transactional environment that we've always been in in golf instruction where. Uh, you come to me with a problem as the coach or the teacher, <clears throat> and um, we spend an hour together. You hand me money at the end, and I, I see you the next time you have a problem. Yeah, and, and that's just a—it's a bad relationship. It's a bad business model, to be honest. And we wanted to try to flip the switch on that a little bit. And what would that actually look like? Lance was a key piece to that, um, bringing him on um, because uh, we're good friends, but we also see things a lot the same way. Um, We also don't like being kind of caught in this bubble that we're caught in and we want to remake that a little bit and then we want to share it with the golfing public. So um, making sure that, that, you know, what is getting better look like? You know, what's it feel like? And and why is everything pigeonholed into a time frame all the time? Um, That'll be a long drawn out battle trying to figure out how to, how to um, recreate that. Um, But at the same time, that doesn't mean we can't do things better and better every year. So we're going to learn from each other. We're going to learn each year how we can do that better, how we can touch more people. Um, and, and how we make people enjoy this game and make it not be such uh, a drudgery to get a golf lesson or yeah. drudgery to change my swing. I hate that kind of stuff. I think there's a, a lot of different ways to play this game um, and really get some enjoyment out of it, and it doesn't all have to boil down to technique. Gotcha, gotcha. And um, how, I, I guess like in my mind when I've heard about this kind of idea that y'all are trying to do here, is, which I think is awesome, by the way, but how cohesive are like? Or is it is it even up to like the staff and like there's cooking the meals? Is it like how like the people your trainer, obviously your golf coach, you know, I, how like how are you trying to make the club kind of work as one big unit? Well, we're really lucky here at Jupiter Hills because we're a golf club, so there's no pool, there's no tennis. You know, we're golf centric, mm-hmm. and so as we start this, it kind of starts down here at the performance center. And then we'd like to grow it through the entire club. So um, even our weight staff in the future will be trained on uh, on what we do with balance and things like that, our balance initiatives. And, and, and what do we eat uh, while we play golf? You yeah. know? So, you know, stocking the halfway houses with um, options that are, that are better for energy levels as you play golf. So there's... there's a lot of different ways that uh, the, the transformational culture can weave itself through the club, and especially if it's a golf-centric club like Jupiter Hills, um, and you put the right people involved that are really excited. We have unbelievable leadership here from our president, Robbie Hoffman, and Attila, our general manager, and, and, and our director of golf, Kevin Muldoon, who have been so <clears throat> instrumental in, in supporting the efforts and supporting where we're trying to go with this. It's been a fantastic uh, situation to be a part of. Yeah. And so what are some of the, the difficulties that you guys have kind of come to with this whole process, trying to transform kind of really the way that golf is taught? You're assuming there's been difficulties. I'm assuming there's been difficulties, yes. Uh, I am there assuming. has been. Uh, the difficulties is just literally what everybody 
thinks a lesson or time with a coach should be like and feel like and um, and then the popularity of what we are accomplishing here so far um, has been has been a challenge because we're busier than we've ever been um, we've grown uh, uh, golf uh, lesson revenue in my two years here 135 percent across the board so um, so we're busier um, and with that busyness comes uh, the need to be a little bit more um, organized in how we do things so our coach um, all kind of understand that we can be interchangeable We're working really hard to do that so that you're not a student of mine or a student of Judy's or Brad's or Lance's you're a student of the performance center exactly and, yeah. and so everybody understands we have a very simple philosophy <coughs> on uh, on how we do things um, we change uh, uh, or rearrange things in your golf swing if your ball doesn't fly the way you want it to uh, or you're getting hurt because of your golf swing. Those are the only two reasons we're going to change something in your golf swing. And then from a methodology standpoint, if you want to call it that, uh, we, we have a saying here, do you do the ordinary things extraordinarily well? Meaning, do you grip the club properly? Is the face aligned? Are, you, are your tilts and bends good? Are your alignments good? Um, and it's amazing how far you can get with a player really just working on those things. And then we want the club to swing on plane and we want the body to rotate in posture. So there's not a whole lot of tricks or gimmicks or, or methods to what we do, uh, which makes us very interchangeable. It makes us our language very simple to the student and also within each other. So we can uh, be interchangeable in clinic situations and lesson situations, things like that, where we where we really understand each other and, um, and understand the methodology of what we want to try to get across to a player. Um, and then kind of compartmentalizing that into a time frame that allows that player to grow. Gotcha. And so I definitely think with uh, with COVID the last year that golf media and golf social media has just absolutely exploded. And, you know, there's obviously like the, the golf comedic side of things, which I really enjoy. But then there's also there's just an unbelievable amount of tips and videos and swing like this, swing like that. Even some golf instructors have you, which is a good thing, I think, is that they've used their social media to put out their product and put out their name and do all that stuff. But what are some of the hindrances or the negative of things that come out of golf media coming from a PGA professional? Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more on the fact that, uh, you know, with what we've gone through in the last year and a half or so has, uh, has changed the way people look at golf. Obviously the, the growth is there <clears throat> and for the commerce of golf, I think it's been outstanding. Uh, the only negative I would say is that most of the stuff on social media um, is wonderful stuff from great coaches, um, very thoughtful, things like that. Um, the only problem is that um, the coach has never seen the person that's listening to that swing. So a lot of the information, um, uh, while very good, can go to the wrong person yeah. and doesn't apply to that person. So you know, golf books are great, YouTube is great, Instagram, all that stuff is wonderful. Um, it's just getting to a point where let's make sure the information, which is good, is going to the right person, which yeah. is always difficult. And then, and then a lot of that accountability has to go to the player. You know, are we are we going to learn from YouTube? If, if that's the way you want to go, that's the way you want to go. Um, no problem with that, uh, except for, you know, what's that coaching model look like at that point? Where's that connection? Where's that, uh, where's the monitoring of that? And how does that go from there? You know, are, gotcha. we, are we really getting better or are we just trying new things? Yeah. And is that something that you talk about with your students, you know, before like, hey, look, we're working on this. We're not, I, I need you to like kind of limit your outside 
input from other people like like you're working with me blah 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 absolutely yeah so there's we we have two words that we kind of use in in um in, in in the performance center here and it's um it's expectation level so one of the first things we ask um when a player comes in is you know what's your expectation level of the time we're going to spend together um you know what do you what would you like to get accomplished what are your goals today and then um can we weave the accountability into that so if we clearly define an expectation level because I'll have to step in or whatever other coaches will have to step in. Lance is always great with this is like the player wants to do something. Well, their body may not allow them to do that yet. So mm -hmm. that's when they're going to visit Lance for two or three sessions before they come back to me. So we make sure their body will actually do what the player wants them to do or the player and I are going to beat our head against the wall trying to make a different pivot when, when their body won't allow them to do that. So clearly defining those expectation levels and those goals, kind of why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Is this going to help you play better? Uh, you know, some players come in here and I, I just want to hit it further. Okay, is that going to make you play better? Shoot a little, I don't care. You know, I, I just, just want to hit it further. And that's fine. If that's your goal, no problem. Uh, let's let's build on that goal for you to hit it further with the understanding that that may not look exactly lower your score. Yeah. Um, and if that's okay with you, that's okay with me. Um, but we try to get them to clearly define why they're here and what do they want from an expectation level from, from our coaching staff and then how can we help them along that journey of accomplishing their goals. And once we accomplish one, we reevaluate and take a look at what the next one would be. And I think that goes back to the transformational model that we want to create. It's about every person individually and their goals and their wants from the game. You know, I want to I want to play healthier so I can uh, I can spend more time with my kids on the golf course. Great. Then let's understand why you're why you're not healthy from a golf standpoint. Let's address that. Hey, I want to outdrive everybody in my in my foursome. Let's address that. You know, hey, I really want to win the club championship. Let's put a plan together to do that. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Well, lastly, I want to ask you about casual water. <laughs> Because I think that's really freaking cool, and I would love to hear you talk about okay, that. Okay, so uh, Casual Water, the the uh, the name goes way back. I, I Not the boat, but the brand. Okay, the brand. <laughs> the name goes way back. Uh, I wanted a, uh, I always wanted a boat. Grew up on the coast of North Carolina, didn't have a boat. Uh, I named my boat Casual Water years and years ago before I ever had a boat. And uh, so now that I have a boat, the boat's named Casual Water, but the big thing with it was, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate in this game. Um, so many people have helped me along the way. Um, involved with uh, the Global Golf Initiative at Congaree, um, which has opened my eyes to so many things that we can do for kids. So uh, we're going to come out with a little lifestyle type brand called Casual Water here in South Florida, kind of a paddleboard fishing uh, golf type of thing. Um, and uh, we're going to uh, have some products out uh, hopefully by the end of the year where um, all the proceeds from those products will go to a scholarship for a kid um, that we're going to bring here to the Performance Center on scholarship for a year and coach them and um, help them use golf as a way to get to college, um, as a way to uh, interact with adults, um, as a way to uh, uh, develop life skills and things like that. So we've got some really cool people behind us with it and uh, it's kind of my way of giving back to a game that's uh, obviously given me so much. T-shirt, flops, that kind of thing. T-shirt, yeah. Cool cool stuff you'd want to wear out on the water Sweet. in well, South Florida. You've got a customer in me. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's awesome. you well, got I just want to say thanks again for having us out, yeah. and uh, thanks for taking the time, and yeah. this has been great. No, I appreciate you having me, and I uh, appreciate all you guys do for the game. Sweet.